You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. about when God is first. So let's get to, this one's going to be kind of long, Genesis 1 through 14, and let's uh, read it. (laughs) Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled in his donkey and took two of his men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on that lad or do anything to him. For I know, for I now, now I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place. The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day. In the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. So, Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you speak to us. And you show us how much you love us. So speak to me. And may this word be powerful. 
May it build hope, faith, hope, and love. In Jesus' name, amen. So we see here that in the beginning, the first thing God says is God wanted to test Abraham. And how does he test Abraham? He would test him by his own son. And I feel like God tests us, each and every one of us. And he tests us to see if we love our gifts more than the giver. See, it's so easy to say, God, I love you. I love you when things are going great. I love you when my marriage is going great. I love you, God, when the business is going great, when finance is going great, when my health is going great, when everything around me is going great. It's so easy to love God. But the moment things change and get worse, the question is, can you still love God? Can you still love God when you know you don't know how are you going to pay your next month's rent? Can you still love God when people are talking about you and backstabbing you? Can you still love God when your business is failing and you're filing for bankruptcy? Can you still love God when there's a natural disaster? Can you still love God when your health is going down? Can you still love God? You know, Abraham, <laughs> he is a man that showed he loved God. The Lord asked him and said, hey, I want you to go to Mount Moriah to offer his one and only son. This is the son that Isaac, who is supposed to carry on the lineage, the promise that God gave to him, the gift that God gave to him. And yes, we can see that Abraham and Sarah tried to make it made a little side turn, hoping that they were going to have a son. So they had Ishmael, but Ishmael wasn't the one who was called to carry on the lineage. It was Isaac. And so it's so easy to say, God, I want to do this in my own hands. So I'm going to take a side swipe to get this done. But God is saying, that's not it. That's not it. You know, it just reminds me of, of my parents when they were searching for a home. Um, every time they went to like four to five different homes and every time they landed, they found a house and then the door would shut. And I felt like God was saying, that's not it. Just wait, that's not it. And when they found that perfect house, that was it. And it was a beautiful home. And so we, we can see and try to take things in our own hands. And sometimes they, it does happen like Ishmael. Ishmael came. Now, Ishmael was a side swipe turn, but Ishmael also represented the promise that was about to come. Because if you check it out, Abraham was an old dude. <laughs> and he was an old dude that I don't think they had the pill back then. <laughs> come on, wow. So he was an old dude. It was a miracle. So when Ishmael came out, it was still a miracle, baby. <laughs> So God was saying, that's not it, but your promise is still coming. If he can happen, uh, then there's more to come. But just wait and be patient. 
And so here we are. You know, it's so easy where God can give you a promise and you're just waiting for it and you're trying to encourage yourself. You know the call of God is for you to maybe be famous and you become social media famous, but God says, no, that's not it. And tells you to take that down. Take, you know, stop your social media. And now not I'm not saying social media is bad because I do a lot of social media. But sometimes God says, do you love my the fame that I'm going to give you more or do you love me more? And see, here's the thing. Maybe God will say, I, I promised you wealth. I promised you prosperity. But he says right then and there, I want you to empty out your bank account. Do you love money more than me? I gave you this promise. I have this gift for you. But I want to test you. Do you love me more than the gift that I'm about to give to you? I know lots of times, um, you know, Stephen and I uh, humbly say we when we were young, we knew prosperity was over us. And many times the Lord would say, empty out your bank accounts. And we were like, oh, hell no. <laughs> this is painful. <laughs> I mean, it, it was very, very painful. But again, it was God saying, do you love my gift more? Or do you love me more? I promised you this, but in order for me to give you the promise that I have for you, I want to know, do you love me more or do you love the gift more? And so sometimes God will ask us to sacrifice the very thing we really love to see and test us. Do we love the gift more? Do we love the promise more? Or do we love him more? So my first point I want to talk about is get in the region. So we see here that God says, I want you to take your son and offer him in the mountains. And I'll show you where the mountains will be. And so pretty much God is saying, I need you to get into this region. And I'm going to show you where this region is. And as Abraham is going on the third day, Abraham doesn't know which mountain it is until he gets closer. And he finally sees it. And here's the thing about why it's important to getting into the region. Because he, when you are in the region, then there is something important there for you. When you're in the region of wealthy people, guess what? You're going to be wealthy. If you're in the region of entrepreneurs, then guess what? You're going to be an entrepreneur. If you're in the region of creative, successful people, then you're going to be in the atmosphere. You're going to be in the region of being creative and successful. So it depends on what region are you in. If you're in the region where there is poverty, then guess what? It's easy to adapt to the region of poverty. If you're in the region of negativity, then guess what? You're going to be negative. Negative. So it's really important when God says, I'm going to call you to a region. He's calling you. He's calling you to a place, to a destiny, to tell you, I need you to get in this area, in this atmosphere, because this is where you need to be for me to introduce you to take you to a place that's going to open doors for you you need to link up to people that i'm calling you to link up you need to be in a place that i'm calling you to be so i can take you from glory to glory to glory Amen. that is why it's important when god says i'm calling you to a region you gotta go and you need to listen and say lord i'm ready i'm ready um, when we're in our region then god tells us 
it's important that we also worship in our region. Abraham goes and God specifically tells him, go into this part of Mount Moriah. He knows exactly where it is. And Abraham goes there and he's about, and he's sacrificing, he's worshiping God through his sacrifice. He's ready to kill his one and only son, Isaac. But right before he does, in the place of worship, the place of sacrifice, the angel stops him. See, this is the exact turning point where God sees Abraham's heart. This is where Abraham proves to God, and it's that it's not about the gift, but it's about the giver. See, it's so easy to be distracted with the gifts that God gives us. And it's so easy to make the, our gifts our own idols. And we can see this. A prime example is the prodigal son. The prodigal son, he was so much in love with the gift that he forgot about the giver. And when he came back, he came back depressed, miserable, hating life because he was focused on the wrong thing. We also see that um, in famous people. Um, I do know quite a bit famous, uh, you know, a bunch of famous people and um, not all famous people, but the famous people that focus on self-glory, focus on their riches and wealth, I've noticed a lot of them that focus in that, on the gifts, end up being really depressed and hating their lives and being suicidal. Because here's the thing, when it comes to gifts, when it comes to fame, yeah, gifts are nice, but they deteriorate. And then you're gonna have to go to another gift to keep filling your material needs up because it just gets old. And then you just get depressed because there's not enough. Fame, you might have all these people who love you, but an instant, they can turn against you. So if we focus on that instantly, those things don't matter. But the moment we focus on God, Jesus, he loves you with an everlasting love and he never changes. The fame, the glory, the money, they all, it always constantly changes. It goes up and down, but God remains faithful. And so when we choose to worship, when we choose to worship the faithful one and we focus, then we know that we remain stable in who we are. And when we're, and when we're in that moment, when we focus on the giver, is a moment where faith, hope, joy comes into our life. But it's important that we focus on the giver so when we're in this region, we see here that Abraham went to the region to worship, but what did he do? So when he's about to kill his son and the angel stops, Abraham sees a ram to sacrifice to the Lord. And in this region where you're at, the place you're supposed to be, God provides for you. He always provides. We see the ram is tied up and he looks at the ram and he says, this is, this is the Lord who provided. I'm going to name this region. I'm going to name this land Jehovah Jireh, God the provider. And it just kind of reminded me when I read that little part. Um, if, um, I just remember last week I was talking to Ed and I said, 
I told him, I said, man, in my darkest times, um, where I just had no hope, I just felt, um, I would always sing this song called Because of Who You Are. And how it goes is pretty much because of who you are. Um, let's see. Uh, because of who you are, I give you glory. So no matter how tough and how hard things went, I would just sing that song and I would blast it out and say, because of who you are, I give you the glory. No matter how tough things get, I'm still going to worship you. I'm going to still praise you. And it just reminded me that, um, it, and it goes that um, no matter how difficult things are, I'm still going to worship you because why? Because God, Jehovah Jireh, you are my provider. Jehovah Nisi, God, you are victorious. That no matter what situation I'm going through, you're going to help me be victorious. And Jehovah Shalom, that in my darkest times, you're going to bring peace to my life. You're going to bring peace to this scenario. You're going to calm the storm. And so if Abraham chose to go to a different location to sacrifice, that ram wouldn't have been there. But he went to the right location, to the right region where God had called him and God provided. And so I don't know about you guys, but I feel like God's promise is waiting for you guys. And, you know, God's promise is waiting for you. That no matter, no matter what we're going through, no matter what it is, if we place God first, God's going to make a way and he has a promise for you. He always has that promise. He has that ram tied up. It's not, you're not waiting for it. It's already there. It's already promised. Now all we have to go and, and do and say is God, show me the way. I'm going to place you first, no matter how hard it is to get there. And yeah, you might have some tough times where God might say, I, I want to see if you really want, if you really love me. I want to give this to you. But do you really love me? And sometimes we might have to lay down some things and say, God, yes, I do. Because I promise you that no matter what it is, no matter what the sacrifice is, God is so faithful and he loves you very much. And so every head, or every eyes closed, every head bowed. First of all, um, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I wanna, um, I wanna ask you this question. Are you ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Are you ready to place him first in your life? If you are, just repeat it after me. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you first into my heart. 
Thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. And if there are some things, maybe there's some things that you've been waiting for God's promise and you've been doubting, and you're like, I need, I, I, just, I just need some hope. I just need some faith that that promise is still there. I wanna pray for you if that's you. So every, every um, eyes closed, just every hand raised that feels like I'm in, I'm losing hope. I, I'm, I need some faith. I know God's promised me some things and I'm ready. I, I just need prayer for that. So thank you, Lord. So Father God, I just pray for every person here that, that might be in a place of of just, they know God's promises, that I pray that faith will begin to rise up, that dreams again will begin to fill their minds, to begin to fill their spirit and their hearts. So we speak faith, we speak hope, and we speak love. Thank you so much for your goodness. Pour out your blessing over everyone here, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.